This is Mario Andretti, and you are listening to Below the Yellow Line. everybody and welcome back to the below the line podcast presented by wicked minis wicked minis are great on soups salad or just as a great handheld snack wicked minis are available at amazon walmart.com that is and at moonlightmixes.com as always thank you to steven wilson from save the speedway uh for joining us today say the speedway is a great organization we're going to learn a little bit more about it today and and ask some questions about its work with north wilkesboro um so my first question for you steven and, and thank you so much for joining the show today by the way as well um what is the purpose of save the speedway for anybody who might not know well thanks for having me on Save the Speedway was born out of the idea that North Wilkesboro Speedway had been sitting for so long and that there hadn't been really any movement on trying to get something done out there. Prior to us forming, there had been a couple of different groups that had tried very here and there to try and get something done out there, very loosely organized in a lot of ways. And Save the Speedway put kind of more of a formal touch on all of this by trying to organize various groups both in the community and outside of the the community within the racing world to try and get something done out there at North Wilkesboro Speedway. So, you know, this Save the Speedway was really just an idea and a concept to begin with. And it really wasn't until we started to get into some of the more political and uh, social issues that, that have been preventing North Wilkesboro from opening for so many years that we we put this group together in a way that was more formal to be able to work with all of these various different groups, both politically and socially within the county, the ownership outside, and, and as well as the racing community as a whole to try and get something done out there. Well, that's awesome. And you guys have done so well. And you it really shows what you can do when you put your mind to something. Because like you said, you know, this group, you know, isn't four or five decades old i mean it's something that's that's really only um you know come on over the last few years and but obviously it's worked and north wilkesboro is back and and we thank you um first and foremost for the work that you and the team did because you know we wouldn't have the all-star race this season we wouldn't have had it uh we wouldn't have it for next year either at at north wilkesboro we wouldn't have this gem of a racetrack back if not for the great work that you guys are doing. And that kind of leads into my next question. And it's it's a simple one. It's one that I'm sure you've been asked many a times and, and as well as the rest of the team. But what was it like when you see on that May night of in 2023, the lights back on and fans packing the stands, NASCAR Cup Series cars on the racetrack? What was it like to see NASCAR, the Cup Series, back in action for the first time in 27 years when you guys had worked so hard to make that happen you know it is a vindication in a lot of ways and i've said that because of the fact there had been so many different false promises and so many kind of starts over the years where there was potential to get something done but then it would just fall through or just never be able to capitalize on the popularity of the speedway as well as to try and broaden the 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 view of the speedway to 
look at outside events and and embrace the community as a whole. And that was kind of some of the shortfalls that had dominated the Speedway and its false starts over the last previous decade and a half before, uh, you know, the all-star race even came there, the announcement that they were going to come there. And while I know there's, there's some people out there that, that remember uh, a 14-year-old Chase Elliott winning a passers race there in 2010 and Ryan Blaney, the most recent Cup Series champion, winning a, a, a heat race out there in 2011, that's really kind of, you know, where it ended at. And then, you know, we, over the years, there had been so many different people that had been involved into this between the local community and outside of the community, Terry Parsons and Benny Parsons were, were very much a part of this right from the beginning. Benny always wanted to do something with the Speedway and try and get it back open and, you know, pass that along to Terry, who always says she inherited me in a lot of ways that, you know, we kind of started working on this together and everybody at Save the Speedway as well as the community as a whole. But, you know, at the end of the day, it was really just vindication because so many people over the years had said, you know, you're just wasting your time. There's nothing that can happen out there. Nobody's going to come back there. Nobody's going to invest in this place. And, and even if they do invest in it, even if there is by some happens chance that you are able to get the Speedway back open and operating, or not even just necessarily you, if anybody gets the Speedway open and operating, NASCAR is not going to come back there. And, you know, we reserved ourselves to, in a lot of ways to the fact that should somebody open the Speedway, I think we, we were kind of, you know, a bold vision would have been to bring the Cup Series back. And we always realized what a tall task that would be for anybody to to do that. So, you know, we, we always reserved our, ourselves to the fact that, you know, a lot of these people were right. If somebody, were, if anybody, if just anybody would have opened that Speedway up and said, hey, let's run some races in there. Or let's do some other events in there. Getting the Cup Series was going to be, a very tall task, a very uh, monumental task in a lot of ways. And we've seen that with Worldwide Technology Raceway where, you know, since they were bought from Dover, it took them years to get a truck series race and an IndyCar race. And then they've slowly built up over the years to the point that they now have a cup series race. And I think it would have been even incredibly harder for North Wilkesboro to kind of be in that situation where, uh, you know, you have so many races so close between Richmond and Martinsville, Darlington, Bristol, Charlotte, et cetera, that, you know, bringing another race into that area was just, you know, as we used to say back in the 90s is, you know, there was so many races in, and it kind of overfilled the schedule within one particular area. And that's why we kind of expanded outside of that area to broaden the, the racing uh, community as a whole for NASCAR. And, you know, again, it's, it's kind of vindication that, you know, we we were right in some ways and we were wrong in some ways. And we always knew that just not anybody could open this thing up. And, you know, it took somebody like Marcus Smith, who not only has the resources, but has Cup Series dates at his disposal that he can move around and would be more free to be able to do some of these things where an independent party would have to go in a, and try and take a race from somebody, which would be a tall task all in itself, or, you know, get some of an agreement to do like a CODA type deal where uh, a Texas race is, is run at CODA with um, Speedway Motorsports as kind of their promoter, but the track really is owned by somebody else. And, you know, there were so many different situations that you could kind of run through over the years to see whether they were right or whether they're wrong. And really, it just kind of came down to the fact that Marcus Smith, 
and SMI were the ones that had to do this. You know, they closed the racetrack in 1996, and anybody but them would have never been able to accomplish what we saw in May. It has been just a huge amount of people, and Marcus Smith too. You know, a lot of people have have given credit to to Dale Jr. and you guys obviously have done a great deal of work, but I I didn't see as much credit for Marcus Smith as you know I initially thought. I would. And you said it, you know, they kind of took it away. And it's funny. And you talk about vindication and and I kind of feel this. And, and you guys probably think this is funny, too, to an extent. You might not be able to professionally say it, but it's funny to me that Texas was a big reason when it came into the sport in the late 90s during NASCAR's boom period where, you know, every big city, you get a mile and a half cookie cutter, you get a mile and a half cookie cutter that North Wilkesboro <laughs> ends up taking away the all-star race from a mile and a half cookie cutter that in all honesty has not produced very good racing. And North Wilkesboro said, okay, Texas, you had your run, you had your time. I'm going to take that date back. It's rightfully mine. And it's, it's just incredible what you guys were able to do. And in a short time span too, because you know, it's not like North Wilkesboro was race ready when they ran uh, or a year before they ran the all-star race, May of 2022, you know, it, it wasn't, looking great it was still kind of in that i don't know like decomposing decay state and then just so quickly you guys and nascar got it ready and we've had this past race we're gonna have this race next may the all-star race the second all-star race at north wilkes bro but when you look 5 10 15 20 years down the line what do you want to where do you want to see North Wilkes Pro. Do you want to see a points race? Do you, you know, what is your grand vision for, for the folks that say the speedway for North Wilkes Pro looking into the future? I mean, I wish I got a, in a lot of ways, I wish I got a vote onto this and going back to Texas for a moment. Uh, you know, last year after the Texas race, I had made the comment on social media about why not move the race back to North Wilkes Pro Speedway. And it got a lot of traction out there, both inside of the, the racing community and drivers and so many different personnel from that, from that aspect to people even outside of the racing sphere that said, you know, yeah, I think, well, you know, let's, this should be an option. Let's, you know, let's try and do this. And, um, you know, and some, I got, I got in a little bit of trouble for, for saying that, but it goes back to me saying vindication again, is that you say something and, you know, you think that you think it out and, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't in the, I wasn't in the, the camp of like, let's just go yank something away. I was in the camp of, you know, why not, why not look at this as a, as an option? I think this is a exactly built for, for what the all-star race should be. And it's so close to home for all of these teams and drivers and families and people that work in the sport that just don't get to go on the road every week. And Texas is kind of that, far away place that everybody, you know, doesn't get, you know, they, they send the crews out and that's kind of it. And, you know, the, the whole allure for the, for the, for the teams and families was they were able to go to these events and that the also race moving back to North Wilkesboro was kind of, that was my thought process is we're bringing it back to not only short track racing, but we're also bringing it back to the community that supported NASCAR for all of these years. And, you know, all these teams that go on the road and don't get to see, you know, family and friends for, you know, 38, 39 weeks out of the year. But, you know, for, for us, you know, I, I believe that North Wilkesboro 
in a lot of ways is, is positioning itself for the future. We just saw where it's repaid for the first time in 42 years. I mean, we ran a 41 year old asphalt out there this year and, and it was held together by uh, sealers and bubble gum, as I like to say. Um, but, you know, it, it's now been repaved and, you know, that that's just a continued investment into this speedway from so many other aspects that are still out there to be worked on. And, there's projects ongoing that that are working their way through both the local community as well as the state and um, government as uh, the DOT as well as uh, water and sewer and things like that that will continue to bring events in there more on a more continual basis. And for me, I in our grand vision and we we've you know Terry and others have seen our grand vision. We've we've presented a grand vision to 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 Marcus Smith, which a lot of people don't know, is that years ago we we put a packet together of what the speedway would look like. And we intentionally, like I said, we had left out the Cup series just because we knew how tall of an order that it would be. But our vision for that speedway is is that if we got a vote into this is to make it more multi-purpose and while keeping racing at its core keeping some kind of special event there like the all-star race i think we saw exactly what the all-star race is supposed to be about it's not supposed to be in these big grand um cathedrals of racing you know they're, they're the all-star race is kind of like the field of dreams that 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 the MLB has gone back to and you know you get a couple thousand people out there and it's just as special as being in the Daytona 500 in a lot of different ways so you know that would always in my vision want to stay the core of that speedway is you want to keep it racing you want to keep the historical value there from the racing aspect but then open it up to so many different things so I think there's opportunities out there to do everything from we've seen a car show out there this year and hopefully that will expand. We see some more, maybe, you know, they do Christmas lights at other tracks, concerts, all kinds of things that you can do out there. Um, and, and I think using the property in that, in that way, once some of these projects are back or, or getting closer to completion, will allow them to start bringing in more events like that. But, you know, my grand vision has always, and Terry and others have always believed that, that, the Speedway should be some type of multi-purpose facility, but keeping racing at its core with some kind of special event. Now, while I say that, a cup race, uh, as far as points are concerned, I mean, I would like to see that happen out there at some point in time. I think we're, we're just getting to the fact of that Cup is back there, NASCAR is back there, the Cars Tour is bringing stuff back there again next year, obviously. So, you know, we're, we're starting to build that coalition of, of fan support that will build this up to one day, hopefully, bring that Cup Series race back to them when the Speedway is ready to support 40 or 50 or 60,000 people. That's great that you guys have a vision like that. And I like that you mentioned it's proximity to the teams and the way the schedule worked out last year and i'm not exactly sure if that's how it's going to work out next year or not um is that we have kind of a nice like it's like it's a three-game homestand basically in in terms of nascar a, a carolina swing we went from darlington to north holtsboro to charlotte three races three different racetracks but like you said they preserve the history and they keep that core base that especially in in wilkes county around north holtsboro 
uh, where the great junior Johnson's from, they keep that core base entertained and they, they, you know, bringing North Wilkesboro back was a love letter to the fans that thought NASCAR had kind of abandoned them, that thought NASCAR didn't care anymore. And NASCAR, I think, has, has done a, a decent job recently of trying to mix the old and the new. But bringing North Wilkesboro back was such a big win, I mean, for everybody in the sport, but especially for those fans that you mentioned that, you know, that Texas is far away. I mean, North, North Carolina, for a lot of NASCAR fans, is, is all they've known. And to have that swing of races in the state, in that area, Darlington, we all know the history behind it. North Wilkesboro, you know, being revived from the dead and, and having a ton of history in its own right. And then a crown jewel in the World 600 is just a great three-race stretch. Um, my last question for you, and this is a little more, I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know how to describe it. But what do you think the story of the track, I mean, it, it was it was dead. I mean, it, it went from certain demise to revival. And that might sound a little harsh, but, the, I mean, it was desolate it was abandoned i mean nobody nobody thought we'd get cup racing back but what do you think the story of the track going from certain demise to rebirth says about the resilience and the perseverance that everybody had and that this little old track nestled in the north carolina mountains has it's a story of just to never give up and the one thing that the people in wilkes county never did is they never gave up they never gave up the hope that one day that racetrack that they have to pass by coming and going into that little town is that one day the banners would be there the cars would be there the people would be there and they never gave up hope paul call that was the that is the caretaker out there has been out there since the 1960s he took care of that track when it closed as the only um, as the only employee that was still employed on the Speedway's uh, payroll. And he did everything he could to keep the Speedway from, from literally falling down. And, you know, while he was out there alone and while he was, was out there preserving the history by telling the stories and people would come by and, you know, I, we you saw him after the all-star race and, you know, you could just tell that, you know, Paul never gave up. Paul always believed that one day that speedway that he had worked in since the 1960s was going to come back. There was going to be NASCAR back there again. And you go around town and the story is the same with so many different people that grew up there and even people that never even grew up there. I mean, we, we met people from all over the United States that had moved to Wilkes County over, you know, some of them before the speedway closed, some of them after the speedway closed. And even they, they may not have been native from Wilkes County, North Carolina, but they believed that that track was going to reopen and revitalize the town and the town seeing that resurgence of the economics behind that speedway. And that is one of the things that we preach from top to bottom was the economics of it all. Here is this little town in, in Western North Carolina that, that has for so many years been forgotten. And, you know, NASCAR left town and there's really not a whole lot for them there. And, and yes, they, they were trying to rebuild that and they were trying to bring things in. But the catalyst was always going to be the biggest centerpiece in their entire community. And it would be this speedway that would revitalize things from 
everybody from Main Street that owns restaurants to the corner gas station to uh, hotels that, that were there and anything and everything in between, construction workers, all these people are now getting to see what the Speedway is 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 bringing back to their local community and, and, and not only just people spending dollars there, but tax revenue that's coming back in. And, and it's a renewed spotlight on this town that people are now rediscovering again, which is bringing additional opportunities there to 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 Wilkes County, North Carolina. And, you know, for me, I know the, fir the first question that anybody usually and typically will ask me is, is that, are you from Wilkes County? And when I tell them, no, I'm not from Wilkes County, the reaction is always like, well, why do you care? Why do you care about this speedway out here that you have no attachments to, had nothing to do with, knew nobody there in Wilkes County when you started? And I think it was all the history, it's the history aspect of this sport that has been lost over the preceding years. And we moved away from a lot of these places. We've we've gone from Wilkesboro. We've gone from Rockingham. Uh, Darlington at one point was almost on the cusp of of being gone themselves. And you know we've lost so much in the sport history wise. And you know that that was one of the biggest things for me is that to make sure that this history this is one of only two tracks on the original schedule that even started before NASCAR that is still standing today, still operating today. And while it had a 26 year period in which they weren't, it was still there. It's still the history behind it was there and the people just never gave up. And the perseverance of it all is just, you know, one of, one of just a Herculean effort by so many different people to be able to go in there and do what they've done and bring this track back and 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 bringing it back next year and building it better each and every year going forward. It is absolutely incredible when you look at the pictures in 2020, 2021, you know, when Dale Jr. and them were doing the iRacing scan, you have weeds growing up through the tracks and or through the cracks in the asphalt. And then you look two years later or three years later, rather, in 2023, in spring of 2023, and I remember flipping on truck series practice, and I thought I, we might see a few, you know, specs of people, you know, more than we'd usually see for a, a practice session, especially in the third tier series, just because, you know, at North Wilkes Road, it's back. Everybody wants to see the first laps turned on it in a national series, and those grandstands were packed, and then you look at the truck race the next day on Saturday, packed, cup race, all-star open, standing room only it is absolutely incredible and i saw somebody put two pictures back to back of the the finish of the 1996 race and the finish or the the green flag i, I think it was the start of both races the start of 1996 the start of 2023 and i mean it, you could have taken the 2023 image placed it in nascar history book and you wouldn't have known the difference because it's just it's a relic that was nearly lost to time, came back, I mean, from the dead, from the brink of, I mean, not being anywhere close to operational. And the fact that it's back is just, like you said, it, it is a testament to hard work. I mean, the track itself, if, if you look up perseverance, resiliency, and putting your mind to something, a picture should be shown of North Wilkesboro Speedway because the people behind it, the history behind it, it's it's not something that they can ever take away. And like you said, though the, you had that hiatus 
the history never left. The, the support for the track never left. And we saw that in full force with a packed crowd. And if you want to go out there next year in 2024, May 17th through 19th, that whole weekend, All-Star Weekend again, it's going to be great. And yeah, I, I can't wait to see that track again, especially repay the first time in 41 years. We'll see new asphalt on North Wilkesboro. If anybody has any notes, I mean, drivers are going to be knocking at the doors of crew trees from the 70s and from the 80s saying, okay, the last time this place got repaved in 81, okay, what what was it like? Please, I need to know. I, any old post-it notes or notebook paper you got, give me all the notes because it's going to be uncharted territory. Um, but just the incredible effort that you guys at Save the Speedway have made and everybody involved with this project is really incredible. And, and I thank you for the work that you've done and, and I thank you especially um, for coming on the show and and um, just being an incredible guest. I mean, we learned a lot today and just heard a story from a different perspective. You know, we've heard this story from the NASCAR brass. We've heard stories from drivers and crew chiefs. And now we've heard it from one of the men who helped make it happen. So thank you for your work and thank you for joining us today. Thank you. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I'll just end on this one note you talked about, you know, from everything from 1996 to what it looked like in 2023. You know that that was a hundred percent intentional from uh, from Marcus Smith, SMI, and everybody that worked on this project is because they felt like the history was there, that they had to preserve this history, and that if they took it away and did something different and made it look different, the charm would be gone. So it was based, it was a mandate from Marcus and everybody there to make sure that when people walk through those grandstands for, for the first time in 20, 20 plus years, that it's like they had never left. And that's exactly what I think they hit directly on. We 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 advocated for that as well as others advocated for that. And, and we're glad that, you know, they left that charm in there because if there's anything that draws people to that speedway, it's the charm of the place. I think they hit the nail right on the head. Sir, thank you so much for, for all the work that you and the team at Save the Speedway do. And thank you so much for joining the show today. Sure. Thanks a lot. I appreciate you having me on. One, two, three, four. This is Mario Andretti, and you are listening to Below the Yellow Line.